Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today is a most wonderful day on the podcast because today we've got with us a very dear pal who also happens to be one of the funniest writers I've ever had the privilege of working with. He has written for shows such as Girls 5 Eva, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Mr. Mayor. He's also been published in The New Yorker, What Can't He Do, Folks? Uh, and I'm just simply thrilled to have him here today. Please welcome to the podcast, Matt Whitaker. Hi, Taylor. Hi, I'm so happy that you're finally here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sorry it took a long time. Are you kidding? When you were like, I can't go, I'm going to Fire Island. I was like, yeah, duh, (laughs) go do that. (laughs) Um, No, but we were supposed to do this in person, uh, which I had to cancel that trip to LA. And that is why I think you um, still have the distinction perhaps of my closest friend that I've never met in person. Never. It's kind of insane to me. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I miss Matt. I can't wait to do this. And then I was like, it's (laughs) so weird to miss someone that we've never actually met in person. Uh, And, you know, I think it's totally normal. And I'm so happy Um, to see your face. This is our so element. We're in our element on Zoom. Yeah, right on now. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I would love I would would have loved it though if we met in person and the chemistry was just not there. Like, it no. was like <laughs> suddenly completely different and we were just tanking it. No, there <laughs> is always a weird thing after working in Zoom rooms where you do meet a person and suddenly like they have a height that yeah. you then have <laughs> yeah. to consider. One thousand percent. I'm also taller than most people think. I ran into a boss from Miracle Workers who was like who literally was like hi whoa (laughs) and I was like inappropriate but nice to meet you um there was one zoom room I was in where at the end of it uh it wasn't until the last day everyone went around and shared how tall they are and there was one person who was sort of uh, a superior on on the show who like once he heard that I was six four I could tell he was like oh wait I respect you more (laughs) (laughs) 1000%. And that's like, scientifically proven too. it's like you get more job when when tall. Uh, That's really hilarious. Also, was that person short? Did it become like a thing? Uh, You know, not, not not so much so. Okay. But enough that you had a lot of power. My respect remained the same. Okay. I was going to say, did you lose respect because suddenly he was coming out as like a 5'2 short king? It just sort of articulated that maybe I should have thought a little harder for whatever. <laughs> for some of your pitches. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, about, I don't know, Miss Mojo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, look, uh, today's also, I'm kind of glad that we pushed because today is now a particularly auspicious day to be recording your episode because it's the day before your birthday. It is. And also potentially the day before my real birthday. I know, I know. I'm really rooting. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I do. I very seriously think I got my first contractions this morning. They're called Braxton Hicks and they're like definitely fakies. The technical term, fakies. Um, and but does it signal maybe something soon yeah, is I mean, coming? Yeah, it better be fucking soon. I'm doing two to three weeks. So it better yeah. be. So it could happen today. The goal right. is that it happens today. Right. And if you can induce my labor, which would be so <laughs> thrilling, you can name my baby. How does that sound? <laughs> You're like, you can clean up this file. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can figure this figure out. Figure out the audio. I, I do love- think that... 
that September 6th, which is today. I don't know if you're, uh, it's kosher to say the date, but uh, yeah, September 6th actually was supposed to be, uh, was my due date. So, oh, no way. To be. But then in the one day delay, I ended up being born on my dad's birthday. That's right. Okay. That's crazy too, because they want to induce me on the 21st, which is Mike's birthday. Right. Right. Wow. So, um, dad days. Yeah. Really. I don't know. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of great. Um, I think it's adorable. And tomorrow I'm turning 33 and my dad's turning 66, which oh, I think, cute. which I think is some adorable witchcraft. He's like, can- huh. Okay. <laughs> I think welcome to your Jesus year. Welcome to your dad's double Jesus year. Yeah. <laughs> what do we call it? The Holy Ghost year. And <laughs> that is uh, double Jesus tomorrow. How are you feeling? How do you feel? Do you like birthdays? Like, do you feel happy about birthdays? Are they pensive? Um, I do like birthdays. I think that often I I have a lot of people in my life whose birthdays are around my birthday. Uh, And so often like a whole week leading up to my birthday, there's some form of joint celebration in in one way or another. And this is a year where I've decided I am not beginning to celebrate my birthday until my actual birthday. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing, there's nothing worth than uh, arriving on your birthday and being like, I'm so fucking sick of my birthday. Um, And and uh, I'm so sorry. And everyone else is like us too, babe. We've been doing this for seven days. I I am excited for my birthday. I mean, it's always around this like um, back to school time. Yeah. Um, So it does feel like there's always a sort of good amount of you know reflection and 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 moving forward but i'm kind of glad to be uh you know out of my school days where it was you know first or second day of school that i was uh you know attempting to be happy on my birthday when oh yeah I, that's a toughie when you're like awful. i don't know anyone in class yet we're not really friends here so yeah like win people over though immediately yeah the, the teacher birthday boy of the year yeah the teachers haven't really figured out their their cupcake game yet so yeah, yeah you're the oh you're the guinea pig that sucks that yeah. does suck but you probably got to be the oldest right i was actually the youngest no i was a oh, young baby right. oh yeah. you were the baby oh well then sorry <laughs> this is a bummer i was told it's a good thing that this kid is due in september because based on la rules modern la rules he's going to be like the oldest wow okay and mm-hmm. I mean, for whatever that's worth, I'll take it. It's an old king. <laughs> Your baby. Gonna be an old Your unborn baby already. is so old. Yeah. <laughs> Such an old king. And I'm honestly thrilled about it. I, um, I like fully get it now. All of a sudden, I'm like, whatever, that will give him a leg up. And I'm like, this is why <laughs> the school districts are so fucked. And we're all, yeah. Anyway. Would Mike be excited to share a birthday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's very much like, oh, that seems cute. Yeah. He'd be more than that's happy. Great. He's also. Uh, a bit of a birthday brat too, in terms of like always celebrates for like at least a week. So uh-huh. I feel like if at least I was, it was sharing with another person, it would warrant the full week for, you know, a 35 year old man. Yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. celebrating. But, um, my boyfriend also, his birthday is May 10th and his father's birthday is May 11th. And that is when, so weird. And when I went to their home, I saw the birth announcement and learned that Tom was born at 1150 PM. So fully 10 minutes away from having the from same the birthday same as thing. his dad. Also, wait, do they just have the birth announcement for their kids up? I think so. That's adorable. <laughs> That's so cute. They've got a lot of things up on the wall. It's like still on the fridge. That's really yeah. thrilling. Oh, yeah. that's really cute. I love that. Yeah, what a weird, auspicious little thing. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you're like your dad astrologically? 
Oh, so that's actually an interesting question. So I think um, when I was a kid, because I had the same birthday as my dad, whenever I heard about, you know, zodiac signs and when I learned sort of what it meant to be a Virgo, I associated that so much with my dad. And within our immediate family, I do not actually think my dad and I are so alike. Um, but then you go out into the real world and after a while, I'm like, yeah, my dad and I are kind of similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I am hoping that this kid is born. This kid is due like right on the cusp. So he could be Virgo, could be Libra. But my dad, also Virgo, shares a birthday with Beyonce. They are nearly. Oh, happy um, just birthday to uh, your exactly, dad. Thank you. Thank you. And then Mike <laughs> All of also SoFi Virgo. Stadium was not yes. at your dad's party. <laughs> it was fucked up. He also suggested people wear chrome for him and yeah. nobody showed. It was a devastation. Um, thanks a lot, Beyonce. Uh, by the way, her birthday hat was incredible. That was the best yeah. <laughs> uh, outfit change I've ever seen. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I feel comfortable. Like, I feel confident that I could raise a Virgo. I'm not so sure about Libra. I don't really know much about Libra. I don't know if I know too many. One of my dearest friends is a Libra, but he's chaos. And I just don't know if I could raise him. So I'm I'm like, all right, let's induce this thing early. I think Libras are like supposed to be very kind, right? And very uh loved in their in their circles is, is really? the sense that I get. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be like very loyal friends and oh, I don't know, well very adaptable. Maybe I'm getting that completely wrong, but um I'm gonna I not can't... read any more into it and just go with that. So when my kid is born a Libra, I can be like, I you're can... adaptable. Yeah. I tend to just to like anchor my own sense of zodiac signs. I just like remember one person I know for each sign. That's for the exactly most part. what I'm doing. That's exactly and, <laughs> and anyway, so if if your son is anything like my friend Liara, what a blast <laughs> to have. Fantastic. And look, <laughs> Bill is one of my dearest friends in the entire world. He like officiated our wedding. But he and he's like good at everything, so loved, so smart, but is also like a wild man. And so I'm a little bit like okay, like, what could this look like? Like, I would love to have you in our family, but also like raising a mic sounds a little easier. Because yeah. Virgos are like organized, detail, or like they they seem a little more chill than a Libra. But, you know, I think that Serena Williams is a Libra. Uh, she's oh. an, early, an early Libra as well. Oh, um, September 26th, I believe. Okay, great. Very close. Um, if I'm wrong, that <laughs> must be edited out. <laughs> No way. I love guessing celebrity birthdays with with like just gumption and then just being <laughs> flat off. <laughs> but listen, as much as I would love to talk about my baby 100% of the time, because I've unfortunately turned into that woman due to strike, uh, we are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about a very important hill, one that I definitely care deeply about, and I know you do as well. Would you please tell us what your hill is today? All right. Well, I, w- I, I do want to preface this. By saying, <laughs> I have been thinking a lot about the importance of community, you know, in my family, <laughs> in my friend circles, in our union, on the picket line. And, you know, I've had family pass away this summer. I've had a friend pass away this summer. I've like, actually, I have been thinking a lot about how community is maybe the only thing that really matters in in, in our lives when uh, you push everything else to the side. Um, and yet with with great conviction the the hill that i am going to die on today 
is that people should not talk to each other at the gym. <laughs> I'm so relieved that this has only made your stance more powerful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> life is precious. We don't have the time <laughs> to waste on dumb chit chat at the gym. <laughs> Chatting on the ellipticals. Okay, I got to know, what is your, what's your villain origin story? Have you always felt this way? Is there a time that you can point back to that was like, this? I've had enough of this. It's time for me to take this take this mainstream? Um, I think that uh, early on in my gym going days, where I really started regularly going to the gym when I moved to Los Angeles, um, you know, <laughs> as one probably has nothing to do with <laughs> so things that, that the culture there does to your brain. Yeah, let's dive into that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, you know, get a gym membership for the first time. And even if I had access to, you know, gym, you know, gyms when I was in college, I think the actual paying to go to a gym made me think I have to use this. Like if, if I'm wasting any dollar when I have barely any dollars, um, shame on me. So, uh, I started going more regularly to the gym and I think I was a little awkward about it, but also this was in West Hollywood and, you know, I was out for the first time as an adult um, far away from, you know, from home, from school. And I don't know, there was something that maybe, you know, appealed to me about the kind of like sexual promise of, of going to the gym as well. Uh, and I do think there was an early time where I was making eyes with someone at the gym and I was like, wow, this is, this is freedom. This is, this is my future. This is <laughs> it's hot. all happening. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of like, making eyes as, as our workouts went on. And then he came up to me and he said, whatever, which were, uh, could I give you some pointers on your form? Um, <laughs> and even then, I think I was still like, um, yeah, maybe even if it's awkward for me, maybe there will be some, you know, Patrick Swayze going on. Yeah, it's just a full ghost on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll take I'll take Patrick Swayze and Ghost. I'll take Patrick Swayze and Dirty yeah. Dancing. <laughs> okay, as long okay. as it's Swayze. Um, but no, he just sort of proceeded to lecture me on how my form oh, was bad. No. <laughs> and I think that that's like a very specific type of uh, social terrorism. And um, that sucks. Here's the truth, though. He was probably flirting. It just was you realizing like, oh, no, this is not how I want to be flirt with. Like, I think if you wait for the end and be like, you're cute, let's go out. But for him to flirt by like mansplaining, like what machine were you even on? No, he was he was really out of my league. It made a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, really? You were like, no, yeah. he really just wants to take care of me right now. He, He's like this. No, kid. yeah, he just sort of wants to be be boss of the gym. But as time went on, one of my best friends also belonged to the same gym, and he would never talk to me and just fully like maybe we would wave to each other, but. As soon as one of us was done with our workout or even while we were working out, we would text about sort of, you know, what are you doing after this? What should we do this weekend? Um, but I remember feeling such great relief. Um, shout out to my friend Gus Hickey. I don't know if you met him or worked with him. Brilliant writer. Um, but yeah, I thought that is actually so kind. <laughs> To it's, not it's giving it's very good force me into an awkward situation uh in this place that is so 
bizarre and uh, deeply vulnerable that yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do think social rules are different when you're entering into a gym. I love that very much. I, I, I agree with you to, to a degree, but I have to say, just in the spirit of debating your hill, no one has ever tried to talk to me at the gym. Like, really? Ever. No. And I hear the stigma all the time about like, you know, here's the etiquette, you know, we got to follow it. No one has ever tried to talk to me. The only <laughs> time people have ever talked to me is if a, like I'm using something wrong again. So it's like, and it's not remotely flirty. It's like, ma'am, the cardio is upstairs. Like put the weights uh-huh. down or like I've left something in my locker. Yeah. It's like, there's never, no one is ever trying to like, strike up conversation with me at the gym so my argument for you is that uh talking to people at the gym is the only time pretty privilege is reversed and so maybe we should let it fly like you're gonna get talked to at the gym because you're a hot boy like I'm showing up sweaty as fuck like wearing like a gnarly ass like college t-shirt that has holes in it that I should have thrown away 15 years ago and no one is striking up conversation but for those that are getting talked to I think it's it's finally putting pretty privilege on the other side of the spectrum okay well I yeah. uh I have I have I have trouble accepting those compliments for kind of the same uh, probably dysmorphia reasons that like get me to the gym in the first place (laughs) oh my god Um, well now i just have to post screenshots of us doing this i'm gonna stand up and hold my pregnant belly and this gorgeous smiling face of yours and be like who do you want to talk to at the gym okay (laughs) but i also i think in general this isn't even so much about strangers talking to me at the gym i mean that was an origin story of oh i don't i don't like strangers talking to me at the gym well i love that it evolved to people that we know because i think that's super fascinating too Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think that's more my issue in a certain way is that people who I sort of know or barely know um, will talk to me at the gym. And the fact is, uh, like, I don't want to be rude to them. And if we are in any state of like chit chatting with each other, um, it's probably in that space where, you know, I, I like them quite a lot, but also I'm not comfortable enough to say like, I, I don't have the time to talk right now or right, I'm not in the right. mood to talk right now. Right. Um, so I think that is the space where some people believe it is where they go to like chit chat or hang out. And then for me, it is in fact where I go to almost be in isolation surrounded by people. Um, I, I agree with you. Well, to actually exercise, which is like the last time I want to communicate with anyone ever. No, it, it, exactly. Um, it is a place that is like meant to be productive. Uh, and in fact, if you like are chit chatting with someone and you're around or on a machine, um, I have also been in the situation where I've just wanted people to uh, finish their conversation because I need to yes. get on. <laughs> so I do think that it is, you know, a, 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 a form of friendliness that I actually don't believe is that considerate. And uh, I'm that. all about like trying to distinguish friendly, considerate and kind, I think are actually like three very different um, uh, qualities that always very get sort of like mistaken for just like the, the umbrella term. Nice. Wait, what are the three friendly, considerate? And, oh, and kind. Okay, yeah. great. So wait, so which box does talking at the gym? I think it is 
friend. I mean, unless, unless people are being really nasty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. But it's friendly. If, if you're going up to be like, hi, good to see you. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is friendly, but it's not considerate. Unless you are the person giving pointers. And in that way, I think it might be considerate, but not kind. <laughs> okay, great. It's like, yes, this person is going to injure themselves, but also like you're being a little, a little mean, right? Just let me do my thing on the machine. Right, right. It just reminded me, this is so random, but when I was a freshman um, speak in college, speaking of body dysmorphia, I decided to take a running class because I was like, running okay. Class. Yes, it was for one credit and it was a class. And I was like, this is how I will stay fit. <laughs> and so I took this class not realizing that everyone in it was juniors and seniors that were training for the Wisconsin Ironman and then me. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm trying to stay hot. So my college boyfriend visits and things. Yeah, this was for them. This was a running master class. (laughs) Completely and totally. So I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. Like I would have to wake up twice a week and just show up. Like that was really all it was. But there was this guy in my class who, even though he like had already run Ironmans, like he was the nicest Wisconsin boy, had never been on a plane, like never left Wisconsin. And he would run next to me and he would just kind of monologue at me. And we weren't allowed. And he was totally fine with me not talking back because I couldn't. And in this situation, I kind of loved it. He would be like, my mom and I made jam yesterday. We make strawberry jam, rhubarb jam, orange jam. And he would just talk to me about And I was like, so grateful to have someone next to me and also just talking, but not expecting me to respond. And it was like, yeah, I mean, because we weren't allowed to use headphones or anything. It was like running in traffic in Wisconsin. And I, I, in in that point, or or like around a track a thousand times, I was honestly grateful for someone talking to me. So that's my Hmm. one. (laughs) But I also, I, I, I would say that you're probably more extroverted than I am. And I, I mean, I I am quite social, and I and I do love shit. Like I love talking. Yeah. I love talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am someone yeah. who's had to like even when I'm in the picket line. I just like if I enter into a conversation, sometimes I'm not getting out of there for a few hours. Yeah. Um, but I also think like I sort of thrive in my alone moments, and Absolutely. my sense about about you again all over this this platform zoom um has been that you really sort of like when the whole family's together you're completely correct i absolutely i've had to learn this with mike with my husband too is that he is a very social introvert like you are mm-hmm. but he absolutely needs alone time and i could be completely fine never having alone time again <laughs> and just yeah. being like so what are we doing next and he's like yeah. i am going to read <laughs> like go go sit in another room um so, so, you're not, so you're not wrong about that at all so we'll, we'll sign you up for more running classes oh please god don't <laughs> my running days my running days are over but i am i am grateful for that sweet boy who's who stood by my side i will also say afterward um just as an add to this silly story uh my freshman the the boy i was dating went from high school to college then dumped me my freshman year of course as one does and i was like so sad and i remember like also like missing home and like you know i just feeling like freshman year like first time of like real depression and Mm. nobody talks about depression in the midwest so everybody was just like you know what you should do you should exercise 
So I was like, okay. So I <laughs> ran a full fucking marathon and was like, I'm still sad. I was like, this, <laughs> didn't, this didn't work at all. And uh, after that, I was like, I'm never running again. This is not a thing I do. I will walk now. Like, and I will, I, and I will take medication. I didn't know you were a marathon runner. Um, one time, one time out of pure <laughs> desperation because nobody knew how to tell a 19 year old that like, maybe it's chemical and maybe you can do something else about it. Um, I did have a, um, I had a conversation with Tom's sister who had just run the Chicago marathon with her girlfriend. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, I was talking to both of them about it. I was like, how, how was it? And they were like, eh, it was okay. No, it was like, it's, would you do it again? No, I don't think so. And I was like, wow, absolutely not. For I'm so impressed like, yeah. that you could just sort of say that after like going through all of the training. No. It, it, yeah. absolutely not I finished and I was like we're never doing that again I ran it with my dad I was like no next year we're just gonna like get brunch for bonding like a normal family like we're yeah. not running we're not running marathons I also I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before but I uh while I was running it at like mile 22 or something I had to take the biggest dump of my life and there was nowhere to go and I was like I am not going to be the the runner who just like goes like that's like a whole thing of like you just go and I was like, no, fuck no absolutely not like I am 19 years old I am not an actual marathon runner so I ran off course found someone's home and knocked desperately being like may I please use your bathroom and these people were like oh my god come inside and oh like, my god let me go before getting back on my merry way and it was the, that was a moment of pure what are the three temples <laughs> letting a 19 year old marathoner sit in your house kind but, but friendly and friendly considerate. and yeah. considerate yeah <laughs> i was none of those things i was maybe friendly but mostly desperate but i think in their case wow. um okay i'm i'm shocked that your body was sort of <laughs> Telling you at that moment that that's what needed to happen. Oh, but. completely. Into it was because what was I doing? Also, the day before they tell you to like carbo load, which is like <laughs> fucking cruel. So I, I went out with my dad and we ate like pounds of pasta and like yeah, you went to Buca di Babbo. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then it was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, my body was very confused. Um, okay, I have uh, a crazy, another crazy etiquette. Uh, thing for the gym okay so my friend's dad lives in the same building as bill lawrence who i've learned is okay. like a wonderful guy um and they are fully gym buddies like they chat at the gym and it was at the gym that my friend's dad was like hey my son's a writer uh he's going to be in town. Do you want to meet up with him? And he was like, I will absolutely do, you know, very kind. But he was like, he should meet me in the gym at 10 a.m. So Bill Lawrence. Yes. So my friend was fully spiraling, first of all, because he was like, I I'm mortified. He probably thinks that my dad is like setting him up with some weirdo and not someone who's like already a, a writer. Um, and it but was like, what do I wear? Like, what do you wear for a general meeting with Bill Lawrence in a gym setting? He's not oh he's not an exerciser. What, what would you do? I'm not even someone who would feel comfortable wearing shorts in that situation. Right. <laughs> like, like a pair of dress shorts. Um, and yet I think probably just, uh, I don't know, the most sort of simple black shorts, black t-shirt. So you would, but you would wear gym attire to the gym. Um, the, oof. Um, Knowing you weren't working so out. That wasn't, that wasn't even clarified. No, it wasn't like come work out with me. It was just like, yeah, have him come down and chat with me at 10 a.m. So like, I guess Bill was going to be working out and they were going to be chatting, but my friend does not 
does not do the exercise train. Um, I guess and was maybe so fucking thrown. Just have yeah a, a a a change of clothes or even somehow be wearing some pant that can fit over a gym short. Right. So if right. you quickly need to 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 make that heel turn, you can. Right. So um, oh, you're right. You're right. So if he's like, hey, let's hit the circuits, which I don't think it was at all. I think it was just like, you know, if you want to chat, come join my schedule. And it was already so nice of him to like offer his time. But like, yeah, wild, right? Power move. That is that is that is an extreme power move. And I do you know if if Bill Lawrence was fully working out at, at the time? Like, or did he mean to just get a smoothie afterwards with the kid? The story gets wilder. I think Bill had to cancel, okay. but not until my friend okay. lost service and uh, was standing down there. Also, he went down, he opted to go down dressed in full on, like, I'm going to a general meeting <laughs> attire. So wow. then he's sitting in the gym with all these other like men working out in his like, this is my like, yeah. you know, cute sweater and pants combo. Yeah. And was like, that was the wrong decision. Yeah. He's in his chicest flannel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like the one outfit we all have to look like professional, but also like, I'm a quirky writer. Hire me. I just, I don't even know that we should be fully perceiving each other at the gym. And I do think that it is because you're perceived that you actually like work out maybe a little bit better or you are efficient or just trying to not be like a fool or totally lazy while you're there. Um, but I just think in general, like it's such, it's such an embarrassing thing to do. And if we can't accept that, like it, it has to be a safe space to uh, just kind of like efficiently destroy your body a tiny <laughs> bit so that, so that one day, I don't know, you'll be slightly better off if your village is a town is attacked by a lion <laughs> i no respect to, to bill lawrence but i don't i don't think those are even the conditions under which i would want to meet someone who's this titan of scripted television no, of course not but if you were bill i it's funny because it's like if you were bill like i i still i think i would be like no, I don't think I could invite someone to my gym time. It would change their whole perspective of me. I'm so close <laughs> at the gym. I also absolutely fall for the getting a little competitive, like whoever's next to me being like, I can oh, yeah. yeah wow. I'm a monster. Yeah. Do you not have friends who go to the same gym that you do? I, I did back okay. back when we were living in Silver Lake and I would absolutely okay. run into people. And I, and I think, well, first of all, I was too scared to go to this gym for many years because it was called Bodybuilders Gym. And then one day okay. I walked by it and realized it's just a gym in Silver Lake. So it's a bunch of like hipsters in the wrong shoes, like walking on the treadmills, like nobody was there. It, it, it was not a WeHo gym. It was not right, a WeHo right. gym where people know what they were doing in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I would run into friends and like, you know... Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten in like deep combo at the gym, but it's usually just like, hi, like, and then afterwards we walk to each other's cars and chat, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. I think that is very polite. The etiquette. Yes. Okay, I love great. that. My my friend Gus that I mentioned before, he now goes to a gym in Burbank. <laughs> he was telling me there that um, there's a very chatty network of voiceover actors at that oh particular my God. gym. <laughs> Uh, 
And he's like, and they all know each other. There's one who's clearly like top dog in this community, both <laughs> in the voice acting work, but also at the gym. And that they all follow him around and are doing their little voices. Um, That's incredible. Which, Wait, so they're doing, so they do voices while they're working out. It sounds like it. <laughs> that is my, such a nightmare. Such a bummer. <laughs> It's an absolute bummer, but that is also like, what a weird, beautiful little social circle that I now like want to be a fly on the wall for. Like, and, I don't think yeah. I would do that much working out because I'd be so curious. Like, <laughs> it's like they're all also, are they doing it like at how comedians do bits or are they like lately auditioning for each other? Like what's happening here? I mean, the sense that I get is that they're probably also, you know, veering into very kind of serious voice act, voice actor work. Um, I don't know, probably like trying to impress each other with, right. I don't know how well they can list side effects, but. <laughs> I love that with all of my heart. And does he find that this is a safer space to him? Than- <laughs> no, he hates it. Okay, 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 great. So he'd prefer that people come correct his form versus being the person adjacent to the VO crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there was also maybe something that helps to just give people something to be like a little bit lightly annoyed by by going to the gym. I think that can also be a healthy uh, thing, <laughs> thing to add to your We all need things yeah. to bitch and gossip about. And the lighter it is, the better. That's just a right. really funny story. I have I have lots of friends who agree with me about this hill. And I also have many friends who think it is psychotic behavior to not chit chat at the gym when you see someone that, you know, um, and yeah, it's my opinion that they're telling on themselves that they have nowhere to be. It's, it's insane behavior. That is crazy to me. That that's like, that, that's like, a, that's a full fledged assault. Yes. Like yes. if nobody is that, that I think you're totally right. It's saying like, none of these people have asked me to hang out and now I'm lingering at the gym. For a chance I, to chat. And I think they should be um, a little more considerate and a little less friendly. That's a little le- more considerate, less friendly, more kind. And listen, listen, I feel for you. We all yeah. are looking for places to go. Like Matt said, <laughs> we're all looking for community. Join a fucking club. <laughs> Take an improv class. <laughs> Start, <laughs> go ahead. Start an all-male the wing. Yeah, yes. Then it's just a trap. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, and yeah, nothing looks, <laughs> nothing looks, nothing looks more foolish than a person doing a kettlebell swing. So just <laughs> let them be alone while they're doing that for their <laughs> own health and survival. True. For and for everybody's also like, are those? What does it mean if those are the types of friendships you're going toward? Like, if it's just like this looks appropriate, I'm gonna head on over. Yeah. And I think if there's something like fun to gossip about at the gym, you know, there was a lot of talk when Sean Mendez was at the Williamsburg Equinox, but you know, great moment to get on your phone and text. Send a text. Absolutely send a text. Most of the time I say, let's be off our phones more. But when you're at the gym, I actually think it's fine, you know, between, between your sets to text a fun bit of gossip to a friend. I'm sorry, but if somebody that's actually, I think the most considerate thing you could do is if you see Sean Mendes at the gym and you see your friend at the gym, whether you're close, not that close, you give a little wave, we acknowledge that you're there. And then you text and you say, Sean Mendes on the Stairmaster. Yes. <laughs> 
That's kindness. That's kindness, kindness and respect. Uh, it's all three, all three tentpoles. Uh, I love that. Um, perfect. Um, okay, wait. I have a question for you. Um, some, I have a little game for you. Uh, because I find this etiquette so fascinating at the gym, I was wondering if it applies to you for other places as well. Um, so I just want to go down a list of some of the other places where I think this etiquette could apply, but perhaps could be a little different. Um, the first one being on an airplane. I think I'm okay with some chit-chat on an airplane. What? You can't yeah. you can escape at the gym. On an airplane, you there's nowhere for you to you're trapped. I don't know. I think you could start watching your movie. This fully implies that somebody next to you is socially aware and that means you're just not flying basic united. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me and the other rip rap. Um I don't think that I would enjoy it and i think i would probably be figuring out how i can you know politely get out of this conversation but the thing about a plane is you don't have anywhere else to be so i don't think it's quite inconsiderate in that same way but on the other end of the spectrum you have nowhere to be but you have nowhere that you could possibly go if you want to escape this then i might put on my headphones and be like there's this lecture I have to listen to for my job, yeah, which I'm so sorry, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. Which Something also I sort. think applies at the gym too. Headphone rule absolutely needs to apply at the gym. If your yeah. headphones are out, perhaps it's a slightly more of an invitation. But if headphones yeah. are in, I feel like that's like, don't come bother. Like Yeah. I don't think people are really chatting with me at at, on, on airplanes though um the other end of the spectrum no one's really? talking to me on the gym but for some reason i look like i'm just like down to chat on an airplane and like i said absolute extrovert the last place i want to talk to people is on an airplane i want to watch my movie i want to like do my work and also it's not like i'm ever seated next to like of course when i was younger like the fantasy would be like you sit next to some hottie and you fall in love in the plane and by the time you land you know you're going to just vacation with each other and not your family that you're traveling with to Turks and Caicos you're, and instead i'm always next to some woman who like is visiting her family and seems nice but then it takes like a hard pivot into like anti-vax conversation or mm. like how she's like pro all war and you're like how did we get here? How am I trapped in this conversation? Oh my God, it's a nightmare. One of the last conversations I had on a flight, it was coming from Tokyo and a friend had given me I think like Xanax and Ambien that he had just to like help me with, with the sleep that I very desperately needed. Um, but I put on the Glenn Close. Did you take them both at once? I don't think so, but what I remember, I took one of them and then I put on the Glenn Close movie, The Wife, and <laughs> I fell asleep within five minutes, woke up, it was done, put it back on five minutes in, kept doing that like, to the take, point take where, your next tablet, fall asleep. <laughs> where I think it appeared to this woman that I'd watched the movie six times in a row, <laughs> like front, like beginning to end, and she was not taking naps. Um, and, and, uh, she like tapped me and clearly wanting to make conversation. She goes, what is this movie? It seems like you really like it. <laughs> and I was, I still hadn't really figured out what the movie was about. Bless That's everyone's incredible. heart. Who, yeah. who made it. Um, but I don't know. I think that perhaps my height makes me a villain to people on airplanes. Two weeks ago, you know, I had some emails that I needed to send and even just sort of like 
gargoyle clawing <laughs> as best as I could to stay only in my seat. Um, the man was next to me was so mad at me for just kind of existing, existing. Oh, um, with my lanky limbs. They're not talking to you instead they're, they're just so passive aggressively huffing anytime yeah. they like have to share it. That's great. That's really funny. Um, okay, next next spot I have is uh grocery store. Someone runs into um you. grocery store. I think if I'm uh chatting with anyone there, it's gonna be a friend of mine that I'm running into. Yeah. Um and I usually think that's okay because I think you're allowed to say that you're like in a hurry at the grocery store. But also, I don't know, it's usually, I think, a place that's more about the rest of your life than, than the gym is. So sure. like, the things that you're getting might inform a story about how your week's going to go or <laughs> what you're preparing for that evening. Oh, but so. that could go so poorly, too. <laughs> like, oh, God, it's just like, hi, yes, I'm picking up adult diapers for when this baby rips through my abdomen. But so nice to see you. It's been <laughs> six years. How's the, how are the kids? <laughs> Yeah, so light, lightly pro there. I also think it's a it's a tricky one if you're chatting with someone at the grocery store, like if you run into someone that you're not that close with again, because I think if it's like your best friend, whatever. Uh, but if it's somebody that you like, you know, can't get away with just like, you know, waving or pretending you don't know them. So you have a little chat, then you both have to keep grocery shopping. So then yes. it's like you can't yeah. have that horrible moment of like, oh, <laughs> you again. <laughs> yeah. It is it is hard to pretend you haven't seen a person yeah. after the the, the yeah, fifth after, aisle. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, all right, abandoned car, I'll come back later. Um, all right, what about okay, what about at a concert? When you're at a concert and there's like concert goers beside you. Yeah, this is the ultimate place where people are are mad at me for existing. Um, especially if they're <laughs> behind me. Um, but I don't know. I think that it's like I think that's actually a great place to to chat with strangers. Um, also, wait, are you they're... six four? I'm six four. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, but I went to Renaissance twice this summer. I felt like there was just such a special sense of community there. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed making you know quick quick friends that I'll probably never see again. But yeah, of course. you know, for that moment, it was like, all right, we're about to go through something together. Yes. Um, I love that. I agree with that yeah. to to a degree. We we did T Swift and I wish I'd gone to Renaissance. I was like, I'm not getting tickets. I'm doing three weeks. She's gonna send me into labor and now I'm like, should have gone, should have let it happen. <laughs> um, but we did T Swift and I loved the community. I loved, you know, little girls coming up and asking for bracelets and then giving me their shitty one when I gave them the best one I had. Um <laughs> and I loved all of that. But we were seated next to Two very drunk sisters. Mm. I just was like, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to enjoy this show. Like, I just, and and there was like no reading the room. Like, it was like intoxicated to the point of just like, they couldn't understand when we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then would like get back to like, just enjoying the show. So Mm. it was tough. It's a toughie. It's also tough because you can't take it back. You can't start talking and then turn it off. Yeah. All right. What about, where are we at? This is a weird one. Um, doctor's office oh don't talk it's <laughs> a, a weird one office. right yeah um yeah i mean i guess i can see like people sort of in a very heightened anxious state wanting to to talk but i don't know i think there has to be yeah, there has to be a lot of like social cues of talk to me i'm okay talking to you 
if you're right yeah, yeah like some real boundaries that I completely agree with that okay what about uh wedding table etiquette you're put at a wedding table it's a circular wedding table and you know half the people and then the other half you don't know um you mean I don't know should you like try to open up the conversation and 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 engage or yeah, should you just on that or just hang with um you? there's something that I do love at wedding even though I've had fantastic times you know meeting people I'd, I'd, I'd never met before I do love that it's there's something about like yep I'm going to be seated with the people that I already know and we are just going to have a fun time together and I think that needs to be uh sort of acknowledged as a pleasure at, at weddings. I completely agree. Um, it's tough. I've, 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 I've sometimes, and I, I, I assume it's, um, it's, it, it's flattering at certain points that people will be like at your table. Like I sat this person who I had nowhere else to put this person with next to you. You're going to have a great time. You're going to have so much to talk about. And I don't think that a wedding should feel like work. Um, I totally agree. It shouldn't feel like this general. And then there's always like, oh, I've heard great things. Me too. Okay. Enjoy your salmon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I think that it should only be in like milling about spaces that that you're allowed to um, to engage with strangers. Airplanes, you're crazy. Okay. What about, um, okay, table next to you at a restaurant? Um. I I think there needs to be like something that really you know you're going to connect about um and it shouldn't be you're like listening in on the conversation I think like if you happen That's the only way it ever is is it's like you overhear them talking about something or they overheard you talking about something then it's like I'm so sorry you're also from Chicago <laughs> <laughs> Um but I don't know if you're holding the same book <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. If you happen to conveniently be holding the same book, then at that holding. point, you're both, yes, not reading. You're both eat, clearly eating alone if you're not just there. I home. won't be able to cut this steak. I'm holding this book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you have hands to cut my steak? Oh, you don't. You're holding the same book. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, okay. What about, um, okay. Oh, here's an interesting one that I was thinking about yesterday. Uh, do you have a, someone who comes to clean your house? Um, I used to, not at the moment, no. Do you talk to this person? Ooh, um, uh, yeah, someone in, uh, Los Angeles who would come clean my apartment there, there would be definitely a lot of, a lot of chit chat that occurred. Who who initiates? Um, um, not, not, not me. For the most part, I think that I like, in an ideal world, I think there would be like, five or so minutes of friendly chit chat at the beginning um, because I'm really not comfortable with there being like zero social acknowledgement. I think I, I I want to know something, especially if it's someone who's coming regularly, like, and if I know that, you know, they have a daughter, like I will want to ask them every time, you know, how, how's your daughter doing? Or, you know, how, how was your day? Consider it, consider it kind and friendly, Matt, you're hitting all three of them with that one. Um, but then for the majority of the time, I don't think I want there to be like an obligation that I am, I'm talking. So no. I think but I would usually then. Either. If they're like working right, and it's right, like, right. I have to now entertain this person for four hours. Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I completely agree with you there. But yeah, th- that's when I do my grocery shopping and that's when I'm running <laughs> yeah, into yeah. my pals. You're out. You're out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a great. Ask a strawberries and a salad. That's um, great. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's really funny. Um, okay, wait. Speak, uh, well, just on the topic of, of you know, because there is a weird little dynamic with that one because technically someone's employed. Um, so off of that, what about Uber drivers? Never want to talk to you, an Uber driver. Never, ever, ever. Can I tell you the worst thing in the entire world? My husband, uh, Mike, who I love dearly, used to drive for Uber. And he used to try characters on the people he was driving. And I was like, Mike, that is the most offensive thing I have. Can you imagine? You're tired. It's the end of the night. You just want to go home. And then you you get in this person's Uber and they're like, Hattie, partner. (laughs) Fuck. Um, you want me to laugh at their bits like i would rather the uber driver ask me my traumas explicitly yeah yeah no there should absolutely be a setting to to not engage in conversation um i love los angeles i'm not a new yorker who hates los angeles but i cannot stand that every time i get into an uber or lyft when i'm in la like 600% like greater likelihood that I'm getting chatted up in there and being asked what I do and then finding some lie about what I do. Um, So that's, that's a place where I'm not being friendly. Yeah, I hear you. What's your go-to lie about what you do? Um, Sometimes I just, cause I used to do this, I'll say freelance editing and like, like freelance freelance uh proofreading essentially okay and i feel like they it just kind of makes them so instantly bored that they're not going to really follow up about that oh my god so i blew it that's really funny that just reminded me to try to same on airplane to try to get out of conversation somebody's like so what do you do and i was like i'm a dentist and it just came out and then they were like oh so i went to the dentist and they started talking yeah. to me about all this and i was like oh no so the next thing i knew mike was cracking up as i was just like mm-hmm. like getting grilled on the specifics of like crowns <laughs> and i was like oh yeah probably just a new model no we don't use that no <laughs> like, yeah, yeah i was you like, gotta not be him, saying like, you're a dentist me. i know so dentist is a bad one you gotta stick with like accountants or like but even then, I think people have like specific questions that you yeah, can right. help them with. So copy um, editor is it? Copy editor is the only one? I don't know. Yeah, there's something about like I specialize in comma placement. That, yeah. <laughs> that really like, unless they the have combo. something printed out, they can't really ask for. for Which in LA, they probably do. <laughs> because sure, they're sure, all sure. people like Mike practicing their other hobby and their other. Questions. Yeah. I look. I'm sorry if, he, if he's one of the, the voice actors at my friend's gym. Yeah, I know it's similar, right? I was like, "Oh, that's so bad. It's so terrible. Stop it. Stop it at once." Uh, thankfully, we've rid him of that habit, and he has other job now. Um, okay, the last uh, last place. So, if you are in an Uber pool, um, yeah, I would also once again prefer to not be in a state of conversation. And again, I I kind of do love the experience of being like by myself, surrounded by people. That's and so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like there couldn't be a more intimate space. Um, right. I am, Especially because it's not like a metro. There's like maybe two other people in there with you. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, physically in the universe, there is not a, a body closer to you. And no. yeah. <laughs> We're just minding our business. That's hilarious. I love that. I you frankly love that. love that. 
Okay, what should be, uh, so let's say we make it a rule that no one can talk at the gym and somebody breaks that. What's the punishment for the crime? Uh, ooh. Um, I want to say cleaning the gym in some capacity, but also just like, <laughs> I don't know, give them a couple of strikes, make it a condition of their membership that they shouldn't be talking. Um, I love, okay. I love that. I think, I think uh, that's a perfect, a perfect uh, three strike policy. You you talk to people twice, you get your final warning three times. You got to find a new gym. Okay. What I will say one time a pigeon flew into my gym in Bushwick. <laughs> Incredible. And I felt so bad for um, the employees at the gym who had to just like with a, <laughs> a mop sort of hair <laughs> swinging in the air, try to convince this pigeon to get back down a stairwell no. and out of the building. Um, <laughs> it was like an actually like difficult escape route. Oh, that's yeah. So I think I think the manager of the gym should have taken a quick walk around, found someone who was spending too long asking someone how their day is going um, and or what they're about to do with their weekend, put the mop in their hand, get them to get... You're on pigeon pigeon duty, sir. We've heard you... Back on Flushing Avenue. (laughs) We've heard you hit on one too many people and now it's time for you to take (laughs) this. That is amazing. I also thought you were going to say, at that point, if something crazy like that happens and nobody acknowledged it, I would feel insane. So if like if that happened and then nobody around me was affected or said a single word to me, I would be like, am I like, am I alone? And does this happen all the time? Like, I would feel gaslit if nobody started talking <laughs> to me after that. So that may be an exception for me. Yeah, it was it was it was wild to go out. And then as, as they're just panicked, swinging this mop around in the air, um, one of them just goes, have a great day. i see what's going on here yeah it's really funny but like trying desperately to like just get out of there without being seen that's really funny also also this tear this just reminded me uh my brother went to a wedding it was like a full-fledged covid wedding and they didn't want to go but i think his wife was in it and they handed out wristbands uh, to to determine how comfortable you were around other people during no. COVID. So it was oh, like, oh. so green meant like, go ahead and approach me. Like, I'm so fine talking to you. Yellow meant I'm a little cautious and red meant stay away. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. Like, yeah. but also I don't, what do you, first of all, what do you feel about that? Second of all, uh, how would you feel about having that be gym etiquette? Um, I think if that's a, oh God, I think if, um, if you have a red band on, like ho- hopefully you're just wearing a mask instead. Also, right. maybe you shouldn't have come to the wedding in general. Um, right. that said, maybe I would put on a red one and then just engage totally. with the people I want to engage with. So I, um, I felt the same way. I was like, well, I think I'd put red, especially knowing it was like in, a red, a red state where I was like, probably not going to want to engage with a bunch of anti-vaxxers anyway. I was like, oh, maybe red's the way to go. Yeah. But it's weird, and, right? It's like a scarlet letter. Like, yes, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't think those should exist at, at the gym either. Okay. I think everyone should just assume we all have red bands on. We have 
a quiet car. You should be allowed <laughs> yeah, to have bro, a quiet lat pull down. There you go. Oh yeah, there is the quiet car. That's interesting too. So okay, we're tr- we're trying to address it on other public transit. That's interesting. Yeah, and I would be interested if if, if people opened quiet gyms, what what the, what that would do? Would it sort of divide our our communities? And I mean, I don't think it would be a bad experience. Um, Matt, you've done a phenomenal job of dying on this hill. How are you feeling? I'm pretty dead on the hill. Great. Um, are there any I'm last great about words? that? Great. Any last words you'd like to say uh, to the speaking or non-speaking gym communities? If you've if you've spoken to me, if we've spoken to each other at the gym. I apologize. Maybe not that much. Again, <laughs> I am only really engaging with people who I do think are lovely. But I also think I'd rather text or um, see you outside the gym or, you know, on a nighttime or weekend. <laughs> do you hold a grudge against any of these people? <laughs> no. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a whispered maybe for the record. Um, I love that very much. Uh, Matt, are you ready to hear your eulogy? I'm ready. We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Matt Whitaker, who tragically died on the hill of No One Should Talk at the Gym. Whitaker is survived by a number of wonderful projects coming to you in 2024. Uh, You can follow Matt's legacy on Instagram at mwitak. It's M-W-H-I-T-A-K. You can also follow him at the gym if you promise not to talk to him. (laughs) Matt, we are very grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace. Uh, By the way, talking at your funeral, where are we at on that? that one <laughs> oh like chit chat at a funeral yeah. <laughs> love chit chat at a funeral <laughs> that i am all for incredible feel free i to want just... i want to hear from everybody at the funeral i want to hear the lowest stakes comments that you have about the funeral yeah um, i want to be going up and consoling people that i haven't met in you know that i've maybe not met ever um yes knowing yes. why take, you're there what you're take all of the gym chit chat and bring it to the <laughs> funeral home incredible thank you so much for doing this you're the best yes and yeah. uh hope we get to meet irl one oh my day. god someday yeah <laughs> um, freaking <dead. laughs> hey guys thank you for listening to hills i die on if you like what you hear don't forget to like and subscribe on apple podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think you can also follow the podcast on instagram at hills i die on podcast and on twitter at hills i die on follow me on twitter slash instagram at i'm taylor cox thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week